Sports Life Talk. Because hey. this is Sports Life Talk. With Sports Life Talk. Hot Topics with Sports Life Talk. So come and get you some Sports Life Talk. They let us in the game, now we calling the shots. Things will never be the same, so forget what you thought. Because life without sports ain't nothing but talk. Makes your heart pound, profound wonder what's running up through your thoughts now. About to drown all podcasts that be watered down. Tell them clowns it's a new era and it's starting now. I've told the strangers, the five power rangers approaching sports life talk from five different angles. Get ready for the change up. We done turned the flame up. The topics that we bring up, we about to blow this thing. Yeah, let's get it cracking. KT the head coach and Miss Manhattan. Gemini Jones holds the throne, she be calling them out. Mr. United Surgeon B. Jones, the mouth of the South. Come to cover athletes. To the year of the week, we got what you need. We dropping what's hot in the streets. From copping new sneaks to locals popping, doing big things. When gossiping tea, let Kimberly pull you a dream. Sports life talk. Who is them? Went from not listening and now you're tuning in. If you're feeling what you're hearing, tell a friend, tell a friend. Thank you for listening. Let the show begin. Sports life talk. Who is them? Went from not listening and now you're tuning in. If you're feeling what you're hearing, tell a friend, tell a friend. Thank you for listening. I let the show begin. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Sports Life Talk, where life without sports is just talk. This is Wednesday, January 20th, 2021, and we are on episode 78, entitled The Big Cat. Now, before we move into (laughs) who our cover athlete is for this week, I have to do some introductions. As you will see, we we are missing one Power Ranger tonight. So, KD, shout out to you. We hope that you will be able to join us again next week. So, to the side of me, I have B. Jones, Mr. Mouth of the South, Mr. Level Up, Mr. LSU, Mr. All Things Louisiana in the house. Nike boxes and Jordan boxes back there, but... Don't worry about it. That's child's play. That's just the 2020 drop. That's all the 2020 drops back there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it looks like it. <laughs> gotcha. And then under and always beneath me, we have the coach. <laughs> oh, we have a show. <laughs> we have Coach KT, Mr. Ed Reed. Mr. I got a tech this week. Oh, I hate you did that. I was going to call him out later. Oh, that, was, oh. that, that was last week, and it was my first tech, and it was weak. It was weak. Whatever. Whatever. That's not what the ref said. And then, of it's course, weak. we have Mr. United Surge in the building. How are you tonight? Well, well, I'm good. I'm glad to be AKA here on Inauguration Day. Baby Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. And, of course, I am your girl, Gemini Jones, Lady Gems. Let me give y'all my intro music right here. Okay. AKA Quarantine Day. I'm bossy. Okay. Hey, why, why, why you been on that track all day, fam? Why? I don't know where that came from. It just hit me while I was in the shower, and I just, you know, I can't get it out of my mind. So, moving right along, this episode is, like I said, 78, and the cover athlete this week is Anthony Munoz. Did I say that in a... Munoz. Yeah, Little spit got to come up out the back. (laughs) (laughs) So, since KD is not here, I am going to assume the head coach is going to take it over this week and read the bio for our cover athlete. 
Yes, I am. And his last name, that's one of the hardest names for me to pronounce. So I'm going to try my best to get through this. Really? My, I don't know why. It's just that that one. Michael Anthony Munoz is an American <laughs> former professional football player who was an offensive tackle for 13 seasons with the Cincinnati Bengals. Munoz is widely considered to be one of the greatest offensive linemen in NFL history. He was inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 1998. Even after a series of strong draft classes, the Cincinnati Bengals are mostly remembered for their draft bust. But left tackle Anthony Munoz, the number three overall selection in 1980, is proof the Bengals do have a history of bringing quality draft picks into their locker room. And one funny thing about that, one of the uh, listeners who won a shirt, that's actually her cousin. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Melissa... Munoz. Munoz and Melinda Munoz. They're twins, and that's their cousin. Shout out to them. You know, it's funny. Okay. I, was, I was about to give you a hard time. I was gonna say, man, we got a big time fan with the last name Munoz, and and you struggling to say the last name, but I didn't, I didn't know the relation. That's super fire, bro. But did I no. struggle? I, I got it right, didn't I? You, you got well, it. that means that they are ineligible to answer this week's trivia question, which is always done by Mr. B. Jones himself. So tell us, what's the trivia question for this week? And let our listeners know what they can win if they get it correct. Well, right now, we still on the apparel kick. So uh, so you get to get a Sports Life Talk official shirt. But since this Pam, you know, Pam challenged me last year, do something better for the fans. You know what? I'll give out a hoodie this one time. You know what? I'll go ahead and double up the ante, double up the pot. But I'm going to be honest with you, this question ain't an easy one unless you go and you become a Google master. So it's just as simple. KT just mentioned that Anthony Munoz is the only offensive lineman to be named the Walter Payton Man of the Year. Can you believe that, you guys? No other offensive linemen have been given this award ever since the history of its existence, even when it was just called the man of the year. But even though the, the award has never been awarded to an offensive lineman, the actual trophy itself is depicted after an offensive lineman that used to wear the number 78. So my question to the fans, for a Sports Life Talk hoodie, run to our website, www.sportslifetalk.com. Be the first person to answer. Give me the name of the offensive lineman that is the model for the Walter Camp Man of the Year trophy. And you know what, just for fun, KT, did you know that there are three Dallas Cowboys that in the history of the existence of the award that have won the award ever to win it? I think I know of one. Give me give me one, just give me one. I didn't think you were gonna actually ask me that. Refrigerator <laughs> Perry. No, you know, he's a Chicago Bear. We talking about just strictly Dallas Cowboys. Three was Dallas Cowboys. Was one an offensive lineman by chance? Uh, I don't think so. Was, I don't think so either. Was Emmitt Smith one? Nope. That was your guess. All right, what about you, Serge? There was one Indianapolis Colt, Serge. How well do you know these Colts? Ooh. I didn't uh, know. Tonight. I should have known. Man, that's a tough one. I'll go with Marvin Harris. Nope. Yours is Mr. Peyton Manning himself and Kevin Roger Starbuck. Troy Aikman, and I don't know why I cannot remember the last gentleman's name. Oh, Jason Witten. Old man Witten. Mm, Jason Witten makes sense. Jason Witten yeah, definitely makes sense. I'm, hey, I'm just glad the episode wasn't after another cowboy, Leon Lett. I'm just glad. It, it was close. He tried it. He tried it. He yeah, tried it. We don't, we don't need that. He's going to be fumbling before the end zone, right? I didn't even try Leon Lett. Come on, B. Don't, don't even give me that, man. All right, so let's move on to some local news. KT, do you have our local athlete this week? The local athlete should be me, but 
Okay, go ahead. Yes, you should, Quarantine Bay. It's going to go to DeMarco Roberts, who had 243 rushing yards and six touchdowns. The Alito Bearcats captured their 10th state title with a 56-21 victory over Crosby in the Class 5A Division II Championship. No other team has won 10 rings in football as Alito broke a tie with six-man school Richland Springs for state supremacy. It was the program's third consecutive title and the ninth in the past 12 years. So shout out to Alito and DeMarco Roberts for being our local athlete of the week. Where's Crosby High School? You know, in Crosby? I think it's I think it's near like Houston or Wake, you know, somewhere. Uh, so it's not in Crosby as in like it okay. could no. be. I know they got beat down. Isn't <laughs> <laughs> there a Crosby, Texas over to, going towards Fort Worth? I don't think it was that one. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. B. Jones, I understand that you have the local business. Yes, 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 yes. So uh, this whole purpose of this local business is for us to get an opportunity to give small businesses the opportunity who are doing big things to be given a spotlight. And I have to take it back to my own block and give a shout out and a, a local holler for my guy, my big brother, my mentor, my barber, my, my confidant, all everything, Brooklyn, who has actually had us on location in the past. This weekend, he is stepping out of the box and he is actually doing something that very few want to do and that start his own line of cookies. Now, me being part of the of the Fat Boy Club, I was given the preview opportunity to try this cookie. As you can see, the empty wrapper. It is called Chip Off the Block. As you can see, he has two different versions of this cookie. One is a dirty version, which is kind of like what we all like, right? The Tiff Streets. And then the other version is a clean version, which is a protein. So if you want to get a snack and still do your workouts, keep your body, go look at my guy, Brooke. He ripped up. You can just tell by looking at him, but he is going to be launching these cookies right now. He's doing free taste testing. So come holler at him at the new you in Frisco off of Main Street. They'll give you a free cookie let you try it out he's in the promotion stage but i'm just proud to announce this to our fans because it's huge what he's doing i think it's and, and i'm gonna tell you straight up y'all know me hey i ranked this cookie in the top three in the city you you can stop going to tip streets you can start going to the new you and go grab you some chip off the old block so b john right. you know give me one so i can try it I out got you. i got you i'll go pick you up one on friday my friend can I ask a question? Cause I'm big on my sweets and my cookies. Is it heavy on the flour or is it light or heavy on the sugar? Like, no, it ain't heavy on the sugar. It was clean, Pam. It was clean. Cause I, I'm a, I don't want no clean cookie. Give me the dirty no, cookie. No, no, no. I mean, it was clean. Like it, it wasn't like overly done. It was, it was pure. It was, it was pure. It was just a good cookie. It was crisp. I mean, it was, it was moist in all the right spots. all the way around. It, was, okay, it had a nice me, size to it, everything. It was, let it was me just blessing. say this. Let me say this. I love Chips treats. I think they're good and chewy and gooey and all that good stuff. But then I had Cookie Society and they're a little bit too heavy on the flour and doughy for me. It's not like that. No, it's not like Cookie Society. As a okay. matter of fact, Cookie Society, I love Cookie Society, but you get the BGs afterwards, if you know what I'm saying. They they go they gonna weigh you yeah. down. That, yeah. that's, an, that's an indulgent dessert. Like, that's don't go indul- swimming after you've had no, a Cookie Society, because no. you're gonna go straight to the bottom. You cramping up, you know what yeah. I mean? But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but no, nah, these cookies was able to be his knees. I gotta give him his props. I was thoroughly impressed. I had little crumbs, I had to get them off me. I was like, hey, all right, let's go. Let's go, I got you. So uh, go check them out, though. Yeah. All right. So apparently in Katie's absence, I am supposed to do the toast. Okay. So let me just say that I am actually drinking last week's drink because KD got a little too fancy for me this week and started putting stuff on, on the list that I, I didn't know what that, what that was. So 
This week's drink, I am actually drinking the sparkling gin and juice from last week, which was the gin, cranberry juice, simple syrup, lime juice, and Prosecco, which is quite tasty. We'll see how I am in about 30 minutes. It's not playing. <laughs> More like three minutes. <laughs> right. But this week's drink is called Sunkissed. Again, this month we are focusing on the Plymouth gin, which has been quite tasty, if I might add. So it has two ounces of Plymouth gin, two ounces of water, which you can also replace with club soda, one dash of Angostura bitters. I didn't know what the hell that was. I that still it is. So I don't either. Some bitters. That's, that's some real uh, alcoholic people. Yeah, yeah. I don't know nothing about that. So she said you can add a dash of grapefruit juice if you are alcohol illiterate like me in replace of these bitters, as well as a lemon twist for garnishment. So mm. cheers, everyone. I, am I the only one? Yeah. You got a red cup over there. That's uh, <laughs> water in there. You're right. Sure. I got a game tomorrow. I can't be drinking. All right. So we are also toasting to some news that came out this week that Kyrie Irving actually bought an, a house for George Floyd's family. And I, I don't know if he wanted this news out because from what I understand, it was Stephen Jackson that, that yeah, Stephen Jackson. the news. George, I don't know. When it actually happened or if Kyrie actually even wanted it out. But Kyrie, you know, you cheers to you on that one. That was, salute. Salute, Kyrie. Salute for sure. Yes, I definitely salute. agree with that. All right, y'all. So let's get to this kickoff question. Now, I've discussed this before, but in a smaller high school kind of area. But when it comes to sports, are we more concerned about rings over individual success? Who is the best NBA player that you saw to never get a ring? So, Coach, I'm going to start with you. You know what? Everybody knows who my favorite player is, Penny Hardaway. So that would have been the obvious one for me. So on this one, I'm going to go with Tracy McGrady. Tracy McGrady. Tracy McGrady. That was actually my backup, sir. Hey, he Yeah, he almost got one with the Spurs, but it wouldn't have been the same because he wasn't And everybody knows that he gets that, that was the year that Miami came back three two yeah. in game six. Yeah. yeah, we know he gets that rap of hey he couldn't get his team out the first round, but hey he wasn't alone. He he needed help, so yeah. I'm gonna go with T Mac on mine. Okay, all right, Serge, what do you have? Ooh, I really wanted to go with AI just because I just think he's also a transcendent player. We've never seen anybody else like him ever since or before him. But if I want to say best player and not necessarily my favorite player, I got to go with Carl Malone. I think, you know, being one of the best power forwards of all time, as of present moment, he'll be, he's number two all time in, in scores in the league, in the history of the league. So I just think the consistency that he had and, you know, him and Stockton tried a couple of times, but I mean, you, you go in against Jordan and, Hakeem in your prime, so it's kind of tough. So I got to go with the mailman. Yeah, mine is. I hate. I hate that Serge went first because he he literally stole mine right in front of me, and that's AI. And the guy was a game changer. I uh, we're, we're talking about. See, y'all play y'all playing this this girly version of the NBA right now, right? With all these Euro steps and and you touch them and you know no hand checking and all that stuff. But I remember coming up when basketball used to have some serious fouls and there was an intimidation factor with going into that paint and AI challenged it consistently all game. And uh, just, just, uh, I think last week we talked about the most disrespectful thing that happened. Like he had an iconic moment on the court when he stepped over T Lou. He also had off the court with practice. 
I mean, the dude just, and then his shoes are legendary. It was just everything about AI is just swagadocious. My runners up, though, would have been Dominique Wilkins, Charles Barkley. That was mine. Oh, well, you, I'll let you talk about him. Reggie Miller and Starberry. And not too many people know about Stephon Marbury. Yeah. yeah, no, not too many people know about Marbury, but man, that boy was uh was filthy. And if yeah. I had to pick a player that was playing live right now, it would have to either be Russell Westbrook or Chris Paul. But Pam, tell us who yours is. Charles Barkley. <laughs> <laughs> but why? Why why the what what is he called? The brown, the brown, the brown, the round mound of rebound. Yeah. The round the round mound of rebound. Why why did you choose Charles Barkley? Because he the only one I knew about. Well, hey, Good KD, KD said, not our KD, the other, other KD. KD, KD damn it. Vince Carter <laughs> and Patrick Ewan. Patrick Ewan would have been second, man, because that dude, he deserved one, man. Vince Carter, too, man. I mean, in his prime. Yeah, Vince deserved it, but not more than Patrick. No, 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 no. Well, especially when Jordan retired, you're like, oh, this is my opportunity. And then you got to go against the King. One for 13 in game seven. And then they draw up a play. For him to get the last shot when he's already cold. That was bad. Who was the coach? Was it Pat Riley? I think Van no. Gundy was already there by then. It was. Hey, you, you, we forgetting about Sean Kemp. I mean, it's a lot of Gary players. Payton. That did. Gary oh, no, Payton. 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 The Lakers. Yeah. No, 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 no Miami. He Miami. Miami. Yeah, he got one with him. Oh, yeah. him, and Zoe. Okay. Him, and, him and Alonzo got one with Miami. But did Sean Bradley get one? Nope. Nope. I don't think so. That's grossness. Sean Bradley. <laughs> I don't know. I like the real ones. Didn't he play for the Mavericks? Yeah, he, 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 yeah after that T-Mac, he didn't play for the Mavericks. No, he was a walking poster. Everybody got him, not just T-Mac. I think wow. I got him one time. I just saw him. I just, you saw him at the mall just dunked on him? in the mall. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I saw him at the mall one time in the Galleria. Baron Davis? Who? Baron Davis is another good one. Mm-hmm. All right, Chris Paul's a good one, too. Live, that's currently playing. Yeah, Chris Paul. Yeah, he's, I mean, especially coming so close so many times. Yeah, for sure. Pam, you may want to fall down on that because you hit that a little too hard. Hey, sipping and everything. Hey, Where's Scoop? Hey. I need Scoop here tonight. All right, so let's get into some headlines. Headline number one this evening is that Kyrie Irving is finally making his return after a two-week hiatus of personal reasons, even though he has not opened up about why he really took some time off. So should athletes' actions away from their sport affect the way we view them on the court? Are they allowed to have a separate life that we don't really need all the information to? Or is that just part of when you become a celebrity, you just realize you have to be open? Serge, we'll go with you first. I mean, just like we we had talked about this when we had the guy show last week, you know, Kyrie's my favorite player in the NBA for the last five, six years. And I, I don't like getting into guys' personal business. Obviously, he's done just like we mentioned, he bought a house for George Floyd and he's done a lot of other philanthropic things. But I think there is a professional side of being a being an athlete as well, especially when you're one of the faces of, of franchises that and we obviously can only base our opinions on what we hear the experts or guys who are in the media who are, you know, hear these stories and come out with what, what's going on. And based off of that, you know, I feel like, you know, you know, only texting your teammates about not coming to play and not telling your coach or, or your boss, basically, I would like to think that in, in our everyday life, when we have a work to do, we're not texting our coworkers telling them that we can't come to work. We have to let our bosses know that, Hey, I need some personal time or, 
you know, I'm sick or whatever it is, or I, I got somebody in the family that's dealing with some illnesses, whatever that case may be. I think you do have a professional courtesy and a responsibility to let your entire team and organization know why and how long or whatever it is, or just being able to mention that you don't have to let the media know or the public know, like that's none of that's nobody else's business, but yours. But I, I do think it's at least, you know, in that limelight and just understanding that the weight that you carry, because a lot of kids look up to you, he's a role model and he's also the vice president of you know, basketball players association. So that responsibility comes with a lot of weight and you don't want to start losing respect from your peers. Who cares about the respect of the media, but the peers and obviously the fans kind of deserve it too, because they're the ones who go out there, spend their hard-earned money on buying your jerseys and come watch you play and pay tickets and go from city to city just to watch you play. So that that's just my personal take on it. But and now that he's back, hopefully he's learned from his lessons and he won't do it again. All right, Casey, what you got? Man, it shouldn't matter, but like Serge said, they people look at them as role models. I mean, they hold them to a high, higher standard, but I'm going I'm to bring this into the equation. Just look at Dennis Rodman and what he did in the span of 48 hours. He skipped practice. He didn't tell anybody. He went to Auburn Hills and hit, uh, I think, a Diamond Dallas Page with a chair to help the NWO out, right? He came. He hit two clutch free throws in game four. He went to Chicago and uh, he was with, uh, what's her name, uh, Carmen Electra? And we still consider this man to be one of the greatest defenders and rebounders of all time. So it shouldn't matter what you do off the court. It's all about what you do on, but it is the whole role model factor. But you don't think that what you do off directly inputs or impacts what you do on? Meaning if you're an alcoholic off the court, (laughs) at some point you're going to be over here like me drinking on the job and you're going to pass out on the court during the game. So, well, Pam, there, there have been players who drink during halftime and still go out there and perform. So, Rick Fly, for example, they hey, did a documentary Fly say he yeah. showed up every night drunk. So as long as you're going out there and you're doing your thing and they're paying you to do it and that's what people are paying to watch you do, it doesn't matter what you do off the court. That's only for people that just want to want to have an opinion. Okay. B. Jones? Well, I'm, I'm going to take a little bit of a different route with this answer, and I'm just going to focus strictly on, on Kyrie. And I'm, I'm privileged enough to be on the set with you guys, and I get a voice, and I get to come on here every week and, and give my opinions. And I'm typically pretty strong with my opinions. And, and, and I know most really? people, they, they either love them or hate them, right? But I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to change my tone. Last week, I was ripping Kyrie. I was very disappointed. I think it takes education. And I heard Kyrie speak this week, and I don't know what happened. This guy has literally became my favorite player in NBA. And I think that we we all grew up with the notion that, hey, there's three sides to every story, right? It's your side, it's my side, and it's the truth. Well, in this case... There's like six or seven sides of the story. Like Serge said, it's it's the it's the front office of Brooklyn. It's Steve Nash's opinion. It's his teammates' opinion. It's but at the end of the day, I think Kyrie has figured something out that a lot of people haven't figured out. And once you get to a certain point in your career, yeah, the stats are good. Yeah, the box score is good. Yeah, the legacy that you leave on the court is good. But the game will end. Sunday night, we saw Drew Brees potentially throw his last pass in the NFL, be an interception off of off of a tip ball. And at the end of the day, how will we remember Drew Brees? And my thing is, Kyrie is now at a level in his career where it is about bigger than basketball. He is impacting things that I wish others, and given that same opportunity to look and to go to their Capital One 360 app and say $8.9 million to they like, you know what? 
I'm fat. I'm eating. I'm not going to miss a meal. My kid's not going to miss a meal. Let me go out there and impact some of these people who are paying the, the $75 just to come see me. But yet at the end of the night, the police putting their knees on their necks. And so Kyrie is doing some stuff that has impressed me off the court. And, and to answer your question, Pam, 100% what a player does off the court impacts what they do on the court. I think it's from a photo, or at least it impacts our perception. Kevin, you gave a, a isolated example of Dennis Rodman, but at the end of the day, Dennis Rodman, maybe Terrell Owens, maybe an AI. There's very few people that we can say that have had negative imagery off the court, that we see the distractions, the constant humiliation, that they can bring it onto the court and perform. And look at Antonio Brown. This guy was on the cover of Madden two years ago. Now this dude can't even get 36 yards receiving on probably one of the greatest offenses in the, in, of the year. You know what I mean? So to me, who you are off the court is character, and character is going to transition in anything you do in life. Whether it's basketball, Agreed. whether it's raising your kids, whether it's, it's following traffic signs or when you're driving, character is character, and that's going to follow you no matter where you go. And I agree with everything you said, but you know what character – that matters in middle school, in high school, in the college when you're trying to get to the pros. I'm not disagreeing with whatever you're saying, but come on, man. These teams know about these guys, and they're still going to pay them millions because of what they can do on the court. And I agree. And from a fan's perspective, if I'm a Brooklyn Net fan right now, I thought I hit the lottery last Wednesday. When I heard that James Harden was coming to the team, I'm like, oh, my God, we got KD, Harden, Kyrie. We got a super team. It's finally happening. My 20, 30 years worth of losing. All of my dreams are being realized right here before my eyes. And all of a sudden, you look around and Kyrie's nowhere to be found. I get it. That could be frustrating from a fan's perspective. But you got to remember, like Kyrie is bigger than the game right now. And that, at the end of the day, that is where I want, that's where I want my focus to be. And I get it. As I watch the political landscape in America, as I watch all of this stuff take over, I, I'm almost willing to turn the TV off if that can make a difference. And so Kyrie, he damn near yeet worthy. He, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm loving what the, what the kid is doing right now. All right, cool. So we lost Serge. He's having technical computer difficulties, but he will be back with us momentarily. But in the meantime, we're going to move on to headline two. So Baylor's Kim Mulkey has some harsh words about basketball being played during the pandemic. She was quoted saying the almighty dollar trumps health. So does this sound like another player safety topic? Well, let me go first. Kim, mind your business. My son trying to get a scholarship. He ain't getting no scholarship if he ain't playing. So get somewhere and sit down, Kim. Ooh-wee, shots fired. <laughs> I bet he better not go to Baylor because Kim going to jump on him. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're I'm, I'm just saying, you know, I feel like at some point, I understand we're in a pandemic, but I mean, there need, still needs to be some type of normalcy or I mean we just can't live our lives in our house cooped up with kids and not going anywhere and not doing anything now don't get me wrong I am not taking away from the people that have lost their lives due to COVID and things like that I'm not saying you know when I'm at the schools they have all the safety guidelines. You can't sit on this pew and you have to have your mask on and you can't. The teams, I know I, they aren't touching, but they're touching, you know, on the field or on the court. Sorry, but, you know, they aren't doing the, the, the fist bumps and all that kind of stuff. Everybody's getting tested. Matter of fact, the JV game got canceled for this week for our team because somebody tested positive. So we are testing. We are. But I mean, come on. We, we just I mean, how long is this going to go on? So we just supposed to stay cooped up in our house? Not doing anything until there's one person standing that didn't turn into a zombie. 
So, you know, B. Jones, what are your thoughts on it? Well, I understand what Kim what Kim Mulkey was doing. And also, I think that Kim Mulkey is used to winning. And Kim Mulkey has been an habitual winner in women's basketball to the point where her name is going to resonate with some of the greatest names in women's coaching history with Pat Summit. I don't know why I can't think of UConn's coach in and, yeah, Gino Toretta. I mean, uh, G- no, that's G- uh, I mean, Gino, my uh, and Furious, Ariana. <laughs> Ariana. Yeah. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you, Kevin. Now I was thinking of the quarterback for Miami, actually. But listen, I also know that she made these comments after a defeat. And to me, I think that that comment was made with a lot of emotions attached to him because she's probably not able to push the kids the way she normally is. She's probably not able to spend time with the girls and go through practice and do a lot of the normal things that they would have in a normal season, which messes up her rhythm and messes up her coaching style. Players probably in the game that ain't ready. It's just a lot that goes into it. And so emotionally, she's like, why are we even playing? If we can't properly prepare, if we can't, if we can't manage the safety of the game, so it's probably was a little bit of frustration. Now, I'm with you though, Pam. At the end of the day, we can't we can't curl up and hide. Now, if we would have done that at the beginning, if everybody would have just sat their asses down for 30, 30 days, this thing probably would have been dead and gone. But once we've got down the road, now we're looking at almost a year later. We're 10 months into the pandemic. At this stage, you just got to do your best to wear your mask, use your hand sanitizer, follow safety protocols and social distancing and play the game. There's too many other people out there playing in an environment to use use COVID and the pandemic as an excuse. Absolutely. KT? Well... I don't know about y'all. It's hard coaching with a mask on. That's one of my problems too. And your players have to be six feet apart. So you gotta even to get your point across. You know how hard it is to yell at your players with a mask on too? I sit all the way at the top and take my mask off so I can yell good. Well, Pam, that's what I gotta do tomorrow. That's what I had to do all season is do it through a mask. So I'm with Kim. I'm with Rick Patino. Patino, you remember a couple of months ago or one of those shows when he said, Hey, I'm all for us playing. But hey, can we do like a, we start in March and we do a May madness just so we can get, you know, a vaccine and make sure it's working. I'm all for that. And let's think about that. Uh, we talked about uh, Patrick Ewan earlier. Georgetown had to cancel like four games. Uh-huh. So, I mean, like B. Jones, we just sat down for a month, but mm-hmm. a mighty dollar. People just, oh, if I lose a dollar, I'm going to go broke. No. It's hard coaching with a mask on. It it sucks. And if it if we got to sit our asses at home for a month or two for this to subside and then we can pick up play sports, I'm all for it. But hey. Ain't nobody finna do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm being paid to, to coach. This club's still hey. open. Ain't nobody going to sit down. That's, Kevin, that's crazy. How, club. Go ahead, sir. How in the world did you get a technical file with a mask on, man? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let me tell y'all this before third gift his opinion. So my guy got fouled on our end, right? The very next play, they go down the exact same play. They call a foul, right? So I said, hey, if you're going to call that, just call, you got to call it down here. He that said, ain't no. how you said it. Stop no, no, being nice. No, that ain't no, how you said no. it. You I, was I, like, I hey there, guy. Don't forget to call that down on this end, too. That's not how you said can I, it. Can I finish? I said exactly how I'm doing now. I said, hey, if you're going to call it down there, you got to call it down here. And he said, hey, coach, it was all ball. I said, the ball don't sound like that. And he teed me up for that. That's what I got teed up for. B. Jones, do you believe that? Do you believe he I, had that I, same I, calm I tone of voice? No, I, I don't believe. I don't believe he had that same calm tone of voice. But I also right. believe that even if Kevin was 
was mad to the point with them veins popping out your neck and then spit coming on you, that's still not egregious enough for a technical foul. We're no, talking about yeah, we we talking about the emotions of, of of a sport, a game that's competitive. I'm pretty sure your team it was probably a battle. The ref can't call a tech right there over that. Now, if you had kept going, you know, yeah. and being disrespectful, then you deserve to get to the ball. But coach, saying ball don't sound hey, like that. I promise you, you can ask about I can have some people come on the show and they'll tell you I said it exactly like this. I don't yell at refs. So when, 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 when you did get teed up, were you like, what did I say? <laughs> no, you should have heard everybody in the stands. Like, even the, the visiting fans, like, man, that was the weakest tech that we but ever are you seen. proud of your tech, though? Like, are you wearing no, it? No, that was my okay. first one. So if I'm going to get it, yes. I should put the chair out there and just went home. All right. I don't get techs. He sucks. <laughs> I wish I had a whistle. I right. tee you up right now. <laughs> hey, Jonah, Jonah. <laughs> Get in line. I yell at refs really, really, really bad. We all know that. But anyway, <laughs> Serge, do you have an opinion about Kim Mulkey's comments and, and playing during the pandemic? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it's it's a it's a fine line. I think it's a very much understandable, obviously, when you're dealing with potential life and death. I mean, anything you can knock for people who have this type of attitude or this type of feeling. But I think you have to also have to understand on the flip side that I think when people think about dollars and cents and stuff, most people are looking at superstar athletes who obviously make 10, 20, 30, 40 million dollars from taking the NBA, for example. But you're also not taking into account who the guys who barely get to play, but they're still on the roster and they get paid four hundred fifty, five hundred thousand dollars or whatever. And if they don't have a bi weekly check coming in, you know, it does affect them. And then we don't know, you know, who else that they impact as far as their family or whatnot. Even right now, even though there's not that many fans going into the stands and stuff, at least in the NBA, NFL, obviously there's a lot of the fans are able to go in, I would say anywhere between twenty five to fifty percent, you know, socially distanced. So that means you still have to put you know, staff, security, and people like that in the stadium, which means that's also jobs that are helping out some folks at, the, at least as well. So it's it's a fine line. And I think, like, because we, there's no final resolution, like KT said, like, hey, what if we were to just take a month off or two? But we don't know what this is 100% guaranteed for us to return back to normal, then it's kind of hard to take that break because what's to say that we that one month turns into three and turned into six because the sports landscape only makes up a s- small percentage of people. The mass majority of people who are going out to the clubs, not social distancing, going to people's house parties and things like that. That's where the real impact is. And that's what's really needed to slow down in order for us to get a grab, grab a hold of this, you know, COVID, you know, passing through people and things like that. So for me, as much as I kind of agree, I also don't agree that stopping playing is going to be the solution to all this because I don't think sports is what it took it from one level to the extreme because, you know, that's what's causing more and more people to get it every day or spreading it or anything like that. All right. Well, I just wanted to make a comment. Corey said refs don't call fouls for the big man. I just wanted to say that last Friday at the Louisville game, my son went up for a basket and the, the, the other kid went up under him. So I didn't know, but apparently that's supposedly like a flagrant foul. Yeah, right? it is. You can't undercut somebody. Right. And so it didn't get called. But then like the next, when they went back down court, my son kind of pushed the dude. <laughs> and so the other side was yelling, mm-hmm. oh, that should be a tech. Oh, y'all, I lost it. I was like, that ain't no, if that wasn't this, that was. so. <laughs> yeah, y'all roguish. 
Now, Y'all see, I got, got a check right there. Damn, I would have got teed up for that. Now, my guy got undercut. Yeah, he did. He he hit the ground pretty hard, and the ref. When I tell y'all, the ref was standing right there. The ref was standing right there, like you just not going. Well, hold on, Pam. I, I got I got something to say. So first and foremost, SLT Nation, I'm going to invite you February second. Pam told us today that we all supposed to be going to watch her son play basketball. Y'all more than welcome to join us out there in the stands. We're gonna do our social distancing thing, but we're going to watch Pam at this game. And and Pam. I don't know if I'm going to be able to come with your behavior like that. I don't know if I'm going to be able to sit there and you wilding. You acting like, you know. Yeah, we already know that she tried to fight at one, and I, I ain't know. trying to get arrested out there, Pam. So, I mean, Y'all should have seen me last night. They played like trash. I had to leave a third quarter because it was bad, and I was tired of yelling. My throat hurt. So when y'all come February 2nd, just know. I'm not saying Yeah, you might not, yeah, not want to sit by somewhere me. Somewhere else. <laughs> All right, it is time for the power surge. Surge, take it away for us this week. Let us know what's going on in the football world, in the fantasy world, in reality. We continue. Do we need to have a moment of silence for the Saints, though, for B. Jones? Hope my mama not looking. (laughs) Okay, Surge, go ahead. No, but (laughs) thank you for that. No, last week we had uh, 18 players join to Bad Mother Tucker and Callie Jays. Mr. Jeff, you have won for a second time this illustrious season, our first year of doing weekly fantasy. So congratulations to you. We do have this week's edition up already. Obviously we have the two ginormous games this weekend. So be sure to check out on Yahoo, knocking on Evan's door. That is the weekly daily fantasy league for this week. So speaking of obviously the games that we have up, up Coming this week, based off of last week when we had the guys edition, you know, I know we had a little wager. Looks like me and KT got all of our picks right. A little which wager. led to a debate that I wish I hadn't been a part of, but I kept getting the notifications. B Jones was why y'all playing it safe, whereas Serge and KT were like, we in it to win it. Yeah. Well, you know what? They they both win two dollars and fifty cents because the bet was for five dollars each. And they had the same bet, so they basically paid each other $5, or they canceled out one of them. So I owe each one of you guys $2.50. Congratulations. You played it safe for absolutely no. If we all put $5 in, my $5 go to the one winner. Y'all got to divide it. That's $7.50 a piece. That's $7.50 a piece. No, you got to count your own $5, sir. (laughs) (laughs) It's only three people. It's $10. It's $10. It's it's $10. I got you. I got you. Yeah, Dude, yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. I'm sorry. I, I didn't. I mean, so it's still should man. be five and five. <laughs> but I don't pay the other person five. Y'all, pay, you pay each other the five. You give us five. I'm giving you five total. I'm gonna cash up right here. <laughs> I'm gonna cash up each one of y'all two dollars and fifty cents for them safe ass picks. All right, man. I'll, I'll give me my four. No, we just play the win, and you just try to finagle, finagle, bro. Yeah. Finagle. No, I just try to put on an entertainment show. You know, I just try to get something for the fans. You just well, showed course knowledge. That's what it was. Here's your opportunity to double or nothing. I guess we can go with picks for this week. Let's go. Obviously, Let's go. We, we got the Bills and Chiefs. Obviously, we got Patrick Mahomes. He's still in concussion protocol. He, he did practice today. Obviously, I think we all expect him to yeah, play. He's playing Sunday. on Sunday. Otherwise, they're going to move the game to whenever he can come back. But the game will be played on Sunday, and he will be on the field at least to start the game. And uh, going to big games, obviously, Josh Allen and a really good Buffalo team. So, KT, who you got winning, man? Hey, man, I'm going with Buffalo. I think they're going to get the city. I'm not playing okay. at the same time, my B. Jones. 
Yeah, you are. Are you, you entertained? Are. You are. You wait. You waited for the the greatest player, the MVP at the time, to get a concussion to walk off the field like he had just got knocked out. I mean, like the dude, you know, the dude was drunk. Patrick, Patrick Mahomes was. Yeah, he's playing Sunday, so I'm going for Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills to upset Kansas. Oh, Bills Mafia, huh? No, I'm not going that far. Oh. I'm not giving. Hey, that. go Cole Beasley, man. Represent, right? Oh, the hell with Cole Beasley. I want to change it down. And you said that. <laughs> uh, B. Jones, who you got? I I heard an interesting stat. So last week, the stat uh, the stat that had caught my attention was that uh, teams that have won the two regular season they lost the third one only if they had a high amount of score difference in that second game. And of course, the Saints blew out the Buccaneers by 33 points, and so. That led us to be the number one point spread, so we lost, right? So this week, I'm, I, I read an interesting stat that said the FPI, number one team going in since 2015, has been upset in the playoffs and has not won the Super Bowl. Last year, the Saints were the number one FPI team. This year, the Kansas City Chiefs are the number one FPI team. So I don't know who's going to beat them, but I'm going to go with the Bills Mafia, and I think it comes to an end. It's something special about what Stephon Diggs has done we got a couple of LSU boys on both sides, so I hate to see either one of them go home, but I got I got Bill's Mafia. <laughs> All right. Okay, and I'm I'm probably going to go with uh, the safe pick. I'm actually going to still ride it out with, with the Chiefs. I think Patrick Mahomes, yeah, you may not him see him run no bootlegs or option plays this week. Just, I think that's safe to say. And I think another aspect of it also – Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is supposed to be back. He did practice today, so I expected him to be back this week as well. So I think that'll also make a major difference. And all their, obviously all their weapons are still there on offense, and their defense is respectable enough for me. I think they can hold the Bills off, and I got the Kansas City Chiefs winning this weekend. So let's come out with it with the bets. And I'll, uh, excuse me, oh, you didn't ask me. Oh, you didn't ask sorry, me. Sorry, I, I watch football too. No, 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 no. I don't want your opinion. Se- that's come second. Are you in on the wager too? Oh, no, I ain't got $5. I got $2. What can I get for $2? Can I get half a pick? We'll just call you Beyonce's sister, and that's all. You ain't doing nothing with $2. Okay, you can pick one of the two games. How about that? Okay. So is it this one or the other game, the, the Bucks versus Pack- Buccaneers versus Packers game, or do you want to pick the Bills or Chiefs game? I'm going with the Packers. Ooh. Okay, you go with the Packers. Okay, so B. Jones, speak, speaking of uh, the Packers, I guess the Packers are playing against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this week. Obviously, we got two of the greatest quarterbacks ever going up against each other. Obviously, one looking to go to his 10th Super Bowl and host a Super Bowl game in his own stadium for the first time ever in NFL history. And then you obviously got Aaron Rodgers, who obviously hasn't been to a Super Bowl in over 10 years, but is still widely regarded as one of the greatest quarterbacks ever to play that position. So who you got winning in this level-headed matchup? Yeah, so I'm going to kind of – what is it called when you when you low-key cap? What What is that called when you kind of humble bragging? I'm a humble brag. I had the opportunity – to watch the Saints play a game in Lambeau Field back in 2011. It was probably one of the greatest experiences I ever had. Even going to the stadium, everything is crazy. And that home field advantage is unreal. It was one of the things that even if we had beat the Bucks, that was making me nervous about going up there to Lambeau. I was literally praying that the Rams had something for them boys. So if we had won, we wouldn't have had to go to Lambeau. 
And I just personally, everybody knocking my boy Drew Brees, but I didn't see anything out of Tom Brady that was electrifying. He stole all the headlines, and he all he did was literally capitalize on a short field for for three times in the game. Four times, um, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, but three, yeah, yeah, yeah. three of them was on the short field. I think he drove right. it one time. But no, needless to say, I, I think the Bucks are a little bit overhyped. The, the NFL's agenda worked. They got this great matchup. But I think Aaron Rodgers, who who's probably going to win the MVP, is uh, is going to prevail. All right, KT? I want to go Bucks so bad just because it's Tom Brady and you never, you know, bet against him. But it's going to be, what, 10 degrees, 15 degrees in Lambeau? It's going to be cold, man. Hey, a little snow probably somewhere yeah. in there. Mike Evans, I don't think he built for that kind of weather, man. So I'm going to go with the Packers. And like B. Jones says, Aaron Rodgers is the MVP. All right. And, well, I think I'm obviously leaning towards picking the Packers, even though, like you said, KT, like going against Tom Brady, no matter where the game is being played, it's it's really this is toss-up, not just because of the team, but it's also just because of the fact that it's Tom Brady you're playing against in a for some reason, somehow, some way, at the end of the game, I mean, just like when they were playing against the Falcons in the Super Bowl, whatever it is, being down 20, going to the second half doesn't really matter. But I just think there's something special going on in Green Bay. I do believe just, you know, like B. Jones said, Aaron Rodgers is, for me, the MVP as well. It's just going to be great to watch Devontae Adams go against that defense. You know, it's at second time, I know obviously the first time, you know, they took a 10-0 lead, but then ended up, Losing, I believe it was 38 to 10. I don't see that repeat performance happening. I think the Packers defense still doesn't get the respect that they also deserve this, at least for this particular season. And so as long as they can mix in a little bit of Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams, I think they have a really, really good chance to win this game. And, you know, I think I said probably in week eight, week nine, that I really did believe that there was a good chance that it was going to be Patrick Mahomes versus Aaron Rodgers in the Super Bowl. Mm. And I'm going to go ahead and stick with that to be able to see that will be ratings upon ratings. State uh, Farm. State Farm mm. and State Farm, you know, so they probably got all the commercials lined up to ready to go for that as well. So I'm going to go with the Packers, you know, against the Bucks. So we got Packers, Packers, Buccaneers, Packers, D. Jones. I'm going with Packers. Packers. So we all pick the Packers. And then we got... You know what? Because I'm the ultimate entertainment, let's go Devin White. Get live, 45. I'm going Buccaneers. Oh, Change the live on now. Turn up. <laughs> You're okay. already picking so we got three Packers, one Buccaneers, and we got Pay two, me two Bills, one Chiefs. Money. Okay. I got Bills books. Speaking right. of which, speaking of the game, just as a special... Announcement wanted to make sure before I turn it back over to you, Pam. After the Sunday night, Sunday's both games, which the second game will probably around and around 8 45, 9 o'clock, we, do, we will have a special segment, 30 minute segment show to recap the two games and also make a pre Super Bowl prediction. So be sure to tune in. You know, we'll obviously send out some links and things like that so you guys can check us out. But we will definitely be going live Sunday night after both. The NFC and AFC Championship game hot off the press. Those are those. You know, you know what we it. could do? You know what we could do, sir? Yeah. If, Kev, if Kevin permits it, because he's the head coach, we'll send the link out for the stream yard. And anybody that want to jump on, we'll let everybody jump on one at a time and say say a couple of play, say one statement that they feel about the games. What what you think about I'm, that, Kev? I'm cool. Give the fan, fans an opportunity to come on here and give their opinion on what just happened for the game. What you think, Kev? I'm with it. All right, let's do it. Let's go. Let's do it. 
All right, good, because I'm going to be asleep. All right, so it is time for the drop. And B. Jones, I understand that you are discussing the drop this week. We don't have any new music this week. No. Nah. is not here, and B. Jones is not doing his homework. So we're going to go to the new sneaker for this week. Actually, no, 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 I'm sorry. Coach's Groove. Coach, what you got? What song you got us grooving to this week? All right, so on Sunday, we interviewed pro wrestler from the ROH, the Ring of Honor. Red Titus, shout out to him. And he has two signature moves, one being the sex factor, the other being the thrust buster. So in honor of Red Titus, I'm gonna go with Jagged Edge, what you're trying to do. That's for you know. If you got it. You don't go to J.E. Heartbreak. It goes hard. All right, all right. So now B. Jones, you can go ahead and drop your sneaker. I will, I will say this though, go listen to that Jasmine Sullivan Hotels. I told y'all to go listen to it last week. You didn't go listen to it, so I'm telling you again, go listen to Jasmine Sullivan Hotels. It's banging, I love it. All right, now, the sneaker of the week. This one is, I'm paying homage to my boy KT. There's some other shoes that's dropping this week, but I had to give him a shout out to his favorite player, the Nike Foam Air Foam Posit Volt. This shoe will actually drop, not this weekend though, it'll drop on 127, so that is next Wednesday, but we won't see y'all before then and to where I could talk sneakers with you. So there you go. It's pretty, it's lavish. It was first originally air debuted by Penny Hardaway back in 1997. I mean, it just has a bold color. Lately, Nike has been on this Volt thing, which is this high yellow kind of neon color. And personally, I'm, I'm in love with the color, but this version of the shoe was actually re-released in December of 2014 with the same technical features of the classic shoe. It has the durable shell-like construction and lightweight air cushioning. So this is going to be a, a phenomenal shoe if you want to hoop in it or if you just want to style it. Now, with that being said, this shoe will sell at $230. You can go to all the foot sites, which you, if you don't know what I mean when I say foot sites, I'm talking Foot Locker, Champs, East Bay, Foot Action, you can also go get it at Finish Line, Hibbit Sports. All of the major retailers will have this and it'll retail at 230. But if you were to go right now and look at GOAT or StockX, this shoe is probably reselling somewhere of $400 to $500. So I'm thinking this shoe is going to have a markup of 50 to 60% value on it. So if you want to get into the shoe game for investment purposes, but it's going to be probably be a difficult cop. So get in line, get your tickets, get your raffles, whatever you got. This is definitely a worthy cop. This is one that I probably would just wear myself. So that's that's all I got. So you getting it? I don't know, man. I, I, I've i had a rough little couple of two weeks, man. 2021 yeah. hadn't been friendly to me. I, I had the Volts lined up, the Air Jordan 1s. I had those lined up with the finish line. They told me I had to be there by 5 o'clock. I don't know when they started. They gave me a two-hour window. I got there at like 6.15. She was like, we sold your shoe. I know they sold my shoe man in an hour 50 I was like so you told your boy to come up here and buy my shoe that's cool so I I was literally depressed Kevin had to talk me off of drinking bleach that afternoon but uh (laughs) but then then, this last week the starfish (laughs) I put my name in the raffle got I won the raffle and forgot to go and claim my raffle at five o'clock. I didn't. I don't even know if I was going to get the starfish or not. But I didn't even claim my raffle ticket. I just said screw it. You know what I'm saying? My, my wife' birthday this weekend, so I need to bounce back anyway. My mom' birthday tonight or today or yesterday actually. And then I got my cousin, which I guess I, I'll say a shout out to the two minute warning. But I ain't doing too good with the sneaker releases. So you know. Well, at least you get know. the winner raffle. I always get that. Dang, you didn't win. I'm about tired of that. Me too. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done with with, with lose a line. Finish line, lose a line. Lose a line. 
All right, y'all. So KD is not here. So we will not have a Manhattan Project, but it is time for the Uncut Gems. And I just have a very simple question. Now, we all heard my theme song. You know, let me play it again for y'all. Oh, wait. Hold on. Wait. Hold on. That was uncut version. FCC trying to censor me. My bad. My bad. So speaking of being bossy, you know, I'm... Anyone that knows me knows that I literally probably have about 10 jobs. That's facts. So my question to you gentlemen is, would you be okay? Or how would you feel if your woman made more money than you? Would it make you feel insecure? Would it make you feel emasculated? And by more money, I don't mean she make 85, you make 80. I mean, she make 85, you make 40. So we're talking about a big gap here. So how, Serge, how would you feel if your wife all of a sudden got this big promotion and she's like VP of vice president's and she's making all of this money now? Would it, I mean, initially you'd be like, yeah, hey. And then when she's like, oh, don't worry, boo, I got it. How are you going to, does it make you feel any type of way? Would it make you feel any way? Me personally, no. We actually have that. I mean, my wife did get a promotion here in the last six months, and but oh she doesn't God. make that much significantly more than me. Not no 85 and 40. That We don't have that <laughs> gap going on in our household. But even if we did, I mean, if you worked hard enough to get to where you are, like you know, if she decided to change her profession, she wanted to be a doctor tomorrow, I'm not going to want to do anything better than what I already do. I'm happy with where I'm at. But if that's what she wants to do, and she wants to go make two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars being a doctor, and I'm making what I make, that's fine. You know, because at the end of the day, it's, it comes to the same household, you know, raising the same child, or, and hopefully in the future, children and a family. So, you know, for me, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. It's it's not, I don't look at her money as her money and my money as my money. It's our money, so. Okay, Casey? I'm like Serge, my wife makes more than me. She's okay. in the nursing profession and I'm a- I'm about to say, you a teacher, so everybody <laughs> Hopefully with this, the, the new administration, they're talking about, you know, helping teachers out a little bit. So I'm looking forward to that. It's not about the money. It's about, it's about my wife. Okay. She was a teacher and she got tired of that. She went to the medical profession and that's something that she, she wanted. She, she earned. Earned. Right. I'm not with her for the money. She damn sure ain't with me for the money. You know? <laughs> Because <laughs> she would have been gone day one. All so, right. Hold on. Getting texts every night at home. But if you're a guy and you're that insecure, then go date somebody that's a cashier at Chevron or something. I don't know. It, suck it up. Okay. All right. B. Jones? Well, I'm glad Kev told the truth because uh, I was, I've been to your house a couple of times and anybody on here who's seen his house, I was wondering how you got that on a teacher's salary. I thought you were dealing dope out that thing, man. I'm glad you said. I'm glad hey, you told man, the truth about what you're no. right. about to say, I right. need my residuals. I'm I need my residuals. Like, Ooh, that look expensive. I'm trying to tell you, Kev. I was, hey, I was, I wasn't gonna knock you out. I mean, KD, she 12, so I was worried about you. She was gonna run up in your house one <laughs> But no, no, y'all, y'all crazy, y'all tripping. I think, I think, I think that question is too broad spectrum. Because there's a lot of moving pieces within that little blurb that's going to make a difference. It depends on A, what, how much money your wife making. B, it depends on the kind of woman you marry, right? Because I mean, yep. you can yep. get, you can get the wrong type of woman that can make yep. you regret it every single day. 
And then and then I, I think three is how much of a difference is going to be. Like Serge, Serge over there chilling, he like, ah, you got me by a couple of dollars. All right, go on, get out of here. We still yeah, 50, but 50 I said a big chunk. I'm not but, talking but if, about. But if it's if it's too big, see, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you something. Eighty to forty. I ain't, I ain't being with no woman that's making 80 and I'm making 40. Cause you gonna hear, you, you just lay, lay your stanky ass around the house. You know, you gonna hear that, you gonna hear that talking. You gonna hear it. But now if she making 400, when y'all start talking about presidents, hey, let me be a housekeeper, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you the time, in, in the morning, I can fix your breakfast, baby. I'll be you ready for work. Hey. <laughs> If your woman is doing that, then she's not the woman for you, man. I mean, I mean we say that, we say that, but there's a, it, it, it's a certain stress level that comes with every job. We all know it. It's a stress level that comes with us getting on here on Wednesday nights. It takes a lot of preparation for us to just come on here and do an hour, hour and 15 minute show. So, you know, if your wife making big money and she's under a lot of pressure, sometimes things are just a little bit out of control. She might run hot and, and then people run hot, they get emotional, just like you got a technical file. Over saying something crazy, maybe she come home and give you a technical foul over saying something something simple. So I'm just I'm just saying it depends on the type of woman, and it depends on the type of work, and it depends on the type of money. All of those things play a different factor on how I'm handling that situation. Well, when you say specifically to the type of women, the type of women that you marry, if you think that before you get married, see somebody that would hold over this over my head, I ain't marrying that person. Cause so that automatically eliminates that question from ever popping up to guys like us three because we're already married and we're already so deep into the marriage, right? So if I'm sitting in a relationship and I'm thinking about like, man, I think I want to propose, but here's all the pros, here's the cons. And if that's one of the cons, man, she makes more money than me and she's always going to be holding this over my head. So yes. so what happens when I make more money than her? Is she going to hold that against me then? Hey, probably will. But I'm going to tell you this, sir, you, you're a good person. A lot of these dudes out here running around and they falling into that, that, that sunshine. The fellas out there who know who sunshine is, they know what I'm talking about. They sw- they swim in that warm water and they like, hey, I ain't never coming up. Man? I ain't coming up. I ain't never coming on. Put your mom on the phone. You know what I'm saying? So you fool around and she got that good, good. My thing is, I just don't want to work because I work hard. I'm not a lazy person. And I just, I just, for me, I don't care how much money you make. I just don't want to date like a lazy man. Like whatever your job is, do your job. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't, I don't know. I don't want to have the budget to, you know, I don't want to have to plan for six months to go to Vegas. See, that's, see, I got a problem with that comment though. And see, Pam, you a smart woman. You, you work hard, you grind, you, you carry yourself very professional and nice. But for like, for you to say, I don't want to be with a lazy man. I'm assuming you saying you don't want to be with an unemployed man, because if he ain't, if, if you working hard and you putting in all the work and you paying all the bills and this dude is, he working, you know, 30 to 30,000 or 25,000, barely making ends meet and y'all still struggling. And he come home every day with a smile on his face and he go wash his hands and he ready to play. And you dog tired. I'm telling you that is going to wear thin. It no matter how much love is in that relationship. If y'all, if y'all putting together, scrounging up pennies to make them keep the lights on, that is going to be a problem. I'm telling Absolutely. you. Well, let me just say that I, I, I dated a guy over the summer. I had two, three jobs and he had his own business. But the problem that I had with it was it was in the middle of a pandemic and he wasn't to me doing enough. Being aggressive in his lifestyle and Absolutely. job. Absolutely. You just sitting back chilling. Oh, we ain't got to pay rent. They can't evict me. 
oh, well, I don't need to do this. This not oh, going to happen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a no-no. I, that that was something no-no. that didn't set well with my spirit, and I couldn't continue to be with this person because I'm like, if we got married, I had even tried. Y'all, I had laid out this whole blueprint for his business. I told him, you need to do this on Instagram. You need to do this. You need to do this. You need to do this. I put together a whole PowerPoint presentation for the man. You know what the man, I told him, all you need to do is fill in some key points. You know what the man told me? Why can't you do it? Well, sir, because it ain't my damn business. I've already done as much as I can do. It's time for you to step up and take this and move with it. He didn't want to do that. So that's when I say, you know what? I got to go because I work too hard and you sitting up here being lazy, want me to take care of you. Then when you come over here, you want to lay your dirty behind on my couch and expect me to cook for you and get you something to drink and all that kind of stuff. That's not going to happen. Pam, let's please get to the to the uncut gems earlier next week. I got producers producers telling us we gotta go. You right. I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell you something. It's a lot that I'm gonna challenge you on that last comment. So, fellas, Uh, everybody, log back in next week. We're gonna get to the uncut gems at 45 minute mark, and we're gonna unpack what happened between Pam and her man this summer because ooh, we that ain't sitting good on my spirits. That ain't sitting good on my spirits. Uh uh, uh uh, no, ma'am. No, ma'am. I'm not married to the man, so it didn't matter. And that's exactly the problem. <laughs> you you wrote this man a blueprint. A bl- you came up with a business plan for your boyfriend. <laughs> Come on. That's the kind of help. That's the kind of help. Because- he don't need that kind of help. He just needs you to be his girlfriend. He didn't need you to try to be his manager. Hey, let's say this week. Yeah, let's say this week. I can't right. deal with y'all. Give right. me the damn yeet for the week. Give me the yeet. All right, I so we... We're giving a ye for the week, but this is kind of a cool one. It's a good feel-good story. Last time, we gave Mark Cuban a yeet for picking up Delonte West off the side of the road and helping them, getting him entered into the Rebound Therapy Center in Florida. And uh, I guess this is about maybe four months later, maybe five months later, I get to reverse that yeet, and I actually get to give it to Delonte West. And this is why. Because we all hear stories of people falling and losing their lives to depression, battling bipolar syndrome, battling addictions. And we we very rarely get to hear of these stories of people being able to come out and really change their lives. And I don't even think ESPN or any of the websites or anybody gave enough credence to Delonte West for standing in there and battling because going through addiction therapy is extraordinarily hard. We all have vices and things that we don't like about ourselves right now, but that one could have cost him his life. So for that man to be able to battle through that in the public's eye, knowing what he's got to do, Delonte has not only came to a certain point to where he's actually working for the Rehabilitation Center. And I think personally, Delonte, you deserve a yeet. Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. All right, y'all, we got to wrap it up. The producers, the the editors, the, the, the sound men, everybody packing up, ready to go home. So two minute warnings. B. Jones, you had some shout outs, some birthday shouts up. Shout out. Yes. My, my mama, happy birthday. Happy birthday, my, my, uh, my cousin, Daryl, his birthday. We celebrate that on Friday. Hey, Daryl. My wife, she is, uh, we celebrating her birthday on Saturday. Saturday. If y'all have cake, invite me over. No. But we still going to celebrate that. And uh, and I love all three of them dearly. So, D, and Daryl is actually out there watching the show right now, man. So, thank you for supporting us, I see Daryl. All right, Serge, who you got? I wanted to give a shout out to Philip Rivers. Thank you for coming and playing for my close one year and leading us to the playoffs. You know, I know... We even had some debates on this show as far as people didn't think that was a great pickup. I, I was just like, hey, it's still a better pickup than having Jacoby Brissett start. So we made the playoffs, and even without him, as long as we can get a reliable quarterback, you know, we'll be back in the thick of things. 
especially with all the mess that's going on with the Texans and really just Tennessee Titans we got to compete with. So kudos. He had a great career. I know he's retired as of today. Thank you for, you know, doing what, doing what he did. All right, KT. Tell, tell them to call Drew Brees, sir. Tell them to call Drew Brees and they ride off in the sunset to go. Yeah, whatever. I want to give a shout out to uh, my high school, David W. Carter, they, their UIL cheer team for making history. They were the first 4A division Division of Dallas ISD to make the state finals, and they placed ninth out of 69 schools. So shout out to the Carter UIL cheerleaders. My shout out is, y'all, I'm very excited. I have a very, I'll have to talk about this next week. I have a very special date. It's Saturday night. So I will have to tell y'all about, (laughs) don't make that face. I I will have to tell y'all about that. So shout out to my date for Saturday evening, and it should be a very interesting and a very different one. So. And don't rearrange the man furniture, Pam, on the first date. So I'm done. Anyway, thank y'all for listening to another episode of Sports Life Talk, where life without sports is just talk. We'd like to thank all of our regular listeners and our new listeners. If you are joining us for the first time this week, make sure you join us again next Wednesday because we have more power surge. We have more headlines and we have more uncut gems and Miss Manhattan should be back. So we got more drinks, y'all. All All right. Make sure you tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend and uh, see you on all our social media at Sports Life Talk. Yeet. The baby say I'm fly, she see me I know I got a giant in the drip But I drop her cause I'm tired of the vibe She clingy And I don't play around with the wrist When I get it, you already know the vibe It's VVs I swear I feel alive when I'm in them In the yo into the air Making vibes on repeat And I ain't gotta lie, you see these She said she want a vibe, she need three Each one for my boys, my teammates Swimming through the riches with my squad, believe me Iced out all the mods, Felipe's Big dogs, cause the gym, know I'm eight Cook a little, know I'm different raw with the apron my sons, I know it's mine for the taking. Little baby, look like she the type that be playing. Slide and escape this. She dummy, probably thinking who this. Yeah, money now it's funny how I see the mood switch. Boy and girl, funny how the two niggas. So I got it my face.